0: Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. Ryan Cowan, your host.
1: Danielson in the
0: house. In the heezy.
2: Hunkering down for the snowmageddon that's on its way in Midland. Captain JG.
0: Snowmageddon, that's a good term. Because it's, uh, it's looking it's coming. grim here for, for Christmas here. Uh, so yeah, just the three of us. Um, no Jimmy, he's got to work. And Bob is still... Um, being, being Bob. Good on a R- boat riding a boat and through the ocean so
1: i saw a picture that he sent and it's so, like yeah, it must be nice yeah he
0: sent a picture of the terrible outdoorsman koozie yeah. on the deck the top deck of the, the cruise pretty cool bastard. bastard as we're about to go through he's well he's going to come right back to this shit yeah they fly back like the day after christmas and they're going to come right into whatever what are they saying 10 inches of snow 70 mile per hour winds <laughs> The whole state's gonna be out of power they're saying yeah i sold mm-hmm. like six generators today it was
1: chaos you're welcome
0: chaos yeah one to dan <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, yeah
1: it's looking grim it's looking grim so what's up boys quiet night oh, tonight quiet night tonight i'm uh i'm oh. ready to eat some pizza Got the pizza lined up for after the episode tonight. I'm know. looking forward to that. I can smell pizza. the bacon from here. Well, we
0: don't have any beer, but that's all right, because I'm feeling like a bag of shit right now, so I don't really need yeah. a beer.
1: You don't look like a bag of shit, though.
0: <sighs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You look that. good. You look good. <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: And I'm sitting far enough away to where if your bag of shit is contagious, <laughs> then uh, we're, we're good here. So are, are we six feet apart? Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, Captain.
2: Yeah, I'm also drying out my liver. I uh, just got back from Colorado. I was out there for a wedding for four days. Oh, that's and right. The common, the common themes were eating, drinking, and sleeping. So classic.
0: You, so you were the best man. How'd that speech go? I was.
2: The speech went well. I waited until the morning of to write it, so that was good. <laughs> classic. And I took a little miniature notebook, and I actually wrote like pretty detailed notes and. Part of that was due to the fact that I hadn't practiced anything. So even if I had to read off my little notebook, who cares? It was fine. Yeah, yeah. And then – so that was, stuffed, that was stuffed in one inside coat pocket. The other inside coat pocket was like six feet of toilet paper rolled up. And I was going to use <laughs> that as kind of a joke when I started. But it actually worked out. So the maid of honor starts to give her speech first and she was really, really – Emotional, like to the point of she couldn 't even talk <laughs> for like twenty seconds when she first tried, and so I could tell that it was a combination of you know the the uh, bride Avery was you know a good friend of hers, and and obviously it was pretty emotional to her to her to talk about Avery. And I could tell that she needed a break in the action to try and gather her composure because it was not going anywhere quick. And so I stood up and I start peeling this six feet of toilet paper out of my <laughs> coat pocket and, and handing it to her. And that was kind of a good, like, it was a break for her to stop focusing on being upset. The audience laughed. And after that, she was able to to give her speech. So it actually worked out 10 times better than I could have expected. There you go. It's um,
1: pretty classy, and Jay. then
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked like—I mean, I looked like a genius. Yeah, and it you're, was, you're and, the
0: hero, and really, you were
2: just—I <laughs> had no <laughs> intentions of it working that well. Um, you just had but, a lot of toilet yeah. paper
1: for your sweaty palms. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. Oh, uh, so, man, That cool. yeah, was fun. I, I, I got a, a question.
1: Time. I got a question for yep. you. Uh, how long was your speech?
2: So I. The morning of, like I said when I wrote it, I also looked on Google and searched how to write a best man speech and it said that you wanted it to be between three and five minutes. They said three minutes at a minimum gives you enough time to like adequately talk about the person and the couple. But if you go longer than five minutes, now you're starting to bore everybody. So – my parents were actually there because my best friend, Ben, that was getting married, he lived uh, with my parents in Royal Oak when he was doing a paramedic internship um, over in St. Clair Shores. So at that time, he formed a good relationship with my parents as well. And so he invited them out to the wedding. And I actually had my dad like kind of give me the high sign in terms of one, when I got to three minutes, four minutes, and then I wrapped it up. Uh, right before the five minute mark, so in terms of timing, it again, it all worked out much better than I could have. He gave expected. the old
0: wrap it up sign. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I got the wrap it up sign from the back of the audience, yeah. and I was like, okay, perfect. Wrap it up.
1: We were at my wife's cousin's wedding uh, a couple of years ago, and the best man there was her other cousin, which is the the groom's brother. And uh, the groom's brother basically was like, um, I got a piss. And he straight up, like, stopped his speech and literally took an intermission from his speech and went and took a piss. What? Wow. <laughs> Swear to God. And, oh God. and so then he comes back and he's like, you know, he's like, when you're nervous about, you know, giving speeches, you know, you think you like got to think about naked women. And he's like, what's up, bridesmaids? And I'm like, this is really inappropriate oh my God. <laughs> so i'm glad to hear that your uh, your speech was classy and timely so nicely done sir
0: thank you thank you I'm gonna use that for a toast at Jason's wedding. Yeah, I gotta piss. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah, yeah.
1: laughs> no, <Snort, laughs>
0: there you go. Gotta piss. <laughs> oh, we are so doing a snort at Jason's wedding. Hell yes, so, I think that could be that could be worked. Uh, so we're gonna in advance, Nikki. It doesn't doesn't matter what you want. <laughs> it's your day, but it's also time for a snort. <laughs> I assume that Jake.
1: I assume that Jake's gonna be your best man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So
1: maybe we can pay Jake off to like. Have have us, like, get involved in his speech I don't, don't think we'd have to pay him. I think we'd just not. do it. Yeah. Is he on Facebook? <laughs> we'll I, have I, to look I, him up. I, I think I've known uh,
0: – <laughs> I think I've met and worked and talked to Jake enough. I, we can talk him into this. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Like, how can we
1: embarrass Jason? We're embarrassing yeah. him just by – talking about the fact that we might ruin jake's yeah. speech All right. we'll, we'll sidebar that for later <laughs> tonight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah yeah maybe by then we'll be uh maybe by then we'll be sponsored by Decay. Yeah. oh maybe
0: there you go Oh, sign up they're gonna pay for the open bar <laughs> that's right it's gonna be the first terrible <laughs> wedding <laughs> oh, man dan's got the first terrible baby yep that's so bad to say it's true. it's true jason's gonna have the terrible wedding yep oh man it's gonna be a terrible year
1: absolutely Booty-doosh.
0: i'm excited Hey. Um, All right. Uh, Jason, you got. uh, We'll do a quick harvest summary update. Last week we were at um, 276,571. So we are still still climbing. December Uh 20th. We are what? Who's out of it?
2: Well, let's see. We are right now sitting at. 284654 Oh so no. So my chances have expired.
1: Ryan's looking good. I told Not you I, I I expired too. I'm out cuz I, I, I was 283. You. I told so, you. Damn it. Yep. Yep. Damn it, Jim. Isn't it the opposite though? Like if you if you if you bet over? No, you can't go over and price is right. That's what I'm saying though, like
2: Right, so So, so technically Dan, Dan is in. Dan is in you're until still in it. Technically, it gets to the next level. Like whoever's next. You, yours was of-
0: 283 and we're at 284. So you're technically winning right now.
1: But I technically went over, right? No.
2: No, no, no. You, you your bet. bid your was bid below was, oh, the Oh, let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought I was out.
0: That changes
1: everything. I'm in the money, baby. Nice. All
2: right. So two, who's Jimmy. next on the 284? Kind of open for it to keep climbing. Not
0: um, so. Next up is Jimmy. He's at uh, 287.
1: Oh man. I'm at uh, 296, and Bob's at 310. So I got three. They got to kill three thousand more deer in the state until what? What is it? January like third? Isn't that January first?
0: whatever? January one. Oh. Oh man. Last day of the season is January first. So we'll. Good. We'll check these numbers. I think uh, we have an episode January 5th we're doing, and we will check those numbers January 5th. Let's go. I got to say, man, I think you're out of it.
1: I am, too. I think so,
0: too.
2: So what did it... It it went up, like... 7 or 8,000
0: since last um it went up 8,000, almost exactly 8,000. Yeah. Hey, we're going to lose And they just
2: keep hammering those antlerless deer out there. <clears throat> we're going to yeah, lose and, like and four that was a whole days. week of antlerless,
0: right? So yeah. you got yeah you got two, well not even two more weeks. You have 11 more days. Probably going to go up about 10,000. So,
1: uh, you think they're going to kill 10,000 in 11 days? They killed 8,000 in 7 days. All right, well, technically, we're not really going to have that many good hunting days because of the weather and the way the weather's supposed or, to be. Could or, be. Or could be or
2: Snowmageddon is going to have the herd right, on its and they're going to decimate the herd. That
1: and people are, mm. are locked down
0: um because they, they're they not driving and traveling to family parties, so they're like, fuck it, I'm going to go sit in my heated blind.
1: That's a good point, too.
0: Just saying. <clears throat> I like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> so, I don't I don't think you have a chance. I think um, Jimmy's honestly got the best chance. So.
1: Pitch. so all right well yep. i have a I, I have a uh proposition <clears throat> i have a pint of the kuiper yeah. that they won't kill eight thousand deer in the next by the next, next podcast by the next podcast no eight thousand deer. no bottle de the kuiper let's write it down all right i think it's your turn to buy
0: anyways but okay. i think so too <laughs>
1: um eight thousand year see how see how i did that by <laughs> january 1st all right i'll sign it <laughs> signed sealed delivered <laughs> we'll check it out
0: <clears throat> yeah good stuff next year we need to do a different we need to just like everybody put in their guests and that's it
1: <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered. Well, i'm yours god
0: again we can't do another one of music
1: oh um, yeah another no karaoke. more I, I, i get the microphone in front of my face and i see the guitars and all i want to do is sing you know so change your profession Brent. nobody wants me to sing it's okay
0: all right um <clears throat> so we're going to get into some ice fishing stuff because that is right around the corner they're ice fishing up north that's kind of the the meat and potatoes of the episode we're gonna kind of briefly just talk some gear and some prep and stuff but we got a little housekeeping to get into housekeeping housekeeping um So one, uh, we've received lots of comments from the last episode regarding Die Hard being a Christmas movie. It ain't. It's not a fucking Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Um, And it's not that I don't like the movie. It's one of the greatest action movies of all time. I'm just saying it's not a Christmas movie. So reiterating that. Um, Dan was on. what What side were you on, Jason? You said it was a Christmas movie
2: i said it was yeah bastard
0: lame mute (laughs) (laughs) wrap it up yeah um all right so um and then so we are currently in our seven days of giveaways so we're on day three um so uh we've had lots of you know shares and likes and posts and uh it's all good stuff between the three platforms so thank you for that um So lots of entries, and um, we got four more days to go. So, Dan, run through uh, what the listeners can win. What do we got that we're raffling off? It's
1: a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. Um, So grand prize, which we call it the grand prize, but all the prizes are going to be drawn at random. So we like to call it the grand prize winner, is going to be featured on an upcoming episode of the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. Yay! yay. That'll be pretty fun. We'll do that uh, via Zoom, Um, you know. It just kind of doesn't doesn't really allow for us to have an extra seat uh in, in the uh in the studio so well when well, we got people that listen from australia yeah for like, sure
0: i don't think anybody's think traveling from should, australia to come to come uh, listen to us yeah for or sure I mean, Me in person so. hey
1: and if he does awesome <laughs> but right? yeah um so yeah that'll be really cool we're really looking forward to that uh, we have some various uh outdoorsman terrible outdoorsman swag for you um michigan shooting centers uh it's a premier uh shotgun shooting uh destination in the state of michigan they donated a uh, clay shooting package uh good for their cosmic clays so it's actually done after dark um under black lights and it's pretty wild we did that last year and we're actually going to um for that for the winner of that event um we're going to have them join us uh for our like terrible outdoorsman evening when we're there
0: yep we're we're going to join you um at that shoot yep. we're gonna as many of the terrible outdoorsmen that can make it we're going to join you during that that night of cosmic clays that you choose
1: um only uh only stipulation is uh no 20 gauges jimmy <laughs> and uh jason has to have a gun that will cycle <laughs> mm, those are pretty tall orders <laughs> yeah yeah for they sure are, so
2: i'll just go with the single 10 gauge <laughs> there you yeah, go.
1: perfect perfect boom yep and then um it's it's a
0: report pair how fast can you reload that single shot
1: for sure for sure (laughs) um and then we have um uh from wild wolf coffee coffee uh chad schwarzenberger um donated a a couple um packs of coffee um that he makes really really good stuff we uh we actually love love his coffee a lot so um and then we have um Four passes to the ultimate fishing show um and that's going to be up to you whether it is in grand rapids or detroit um so basically i'll i'll just get with the winner of the uh the tickets and uh, we'll orchestrate how you know you want to get them um and then uh that is kind of leads us into our last uh, or to our next i think topic of the next uh giveaway is the oh wacky tool uh, by Fishing Complete Inc. Um, they have a basically a bundle um, that's got some worms and some uh, some O-rings and stuff, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get into that here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, an O-wacky toolkit from Fishing Complete Inc. Um, and that kind of uh, caps it off. So it's uh, really cool. Um, thank you all for your your comments, your likes, your shares, everything so far. Um, it's been really cool, kind of connecting with everyone and kind of chatting with everybody, and uh, it's really cool. So we're we're looking forward to uh, continuing this on and uh, giving away some stuff. So yep, four more days, lots of stuff to win. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, the
0: the the O Wacky tool. Um, so Dan and I. Um, uh, kind of met with the uh, the people from Fishing Complete Inc. and uh, really really awesome uh, Michigan-based company out of Canton, Michigan. Such a cool experience. Um, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so they are the um, originators of the the O-Wacky tool. So if you're a bass fisherman and you use the the Senko rigs or the wha- any really any wacky style setup, you've probably used the O-Wacky tool. Um, but they own that company, Case Plastics and Zipper Plastics. Um, so we met with them and um uh, we're very excited to say that we've kind of partnered with them for the fishing show yeah and we are going to be at the fishing show with them
1: yes sir so
0: we've had a lot of people ask if we were going to be able to to make the fishing show um and you know it's just a great opportunity that we're going to just kind of partner up with them for the weekend and we are going to be set up in their booth at uh, the fishing complete ink booth so you'll see case plastics you'll see the wacky tool signage um, you'll see our signage there too. We'll have a table set up so you can come just kind of meet and greet us. Um, that's kind of the whole point. We just want to kind of meet our listeners and uh, kind of get get our brand out there a little bit. We're really not going to be selling any product. Um, you can still buy stuff through the swag tab, but it's really about just getting out there, getting the name out there, and then just just to meet people. So I, I'm super excited. I know we we all kind of talked about it, how, how badass that would be. Um, so the fact that we were able to partner up with them um, just – Awesome guys um
1: and and gals. Then, and, gals. and yeah. yeah Jerry um we yeah. met there and yeah. it was a ton of fun, I mean, it, it was. was their whole operation was really neat like i I walked in there kind of not really knowing what to expect, yeah, 100%. and when it when, because we were like parked on the wrong side of the building, we were like man what, <laughs> what are we getting ourselves into and then we came around and we are like, oh, okay, okay, here we go, and then oh, uh, this looks a little more legit. yeah, we walked into their warehouse and everything, <laughs> and um i I don't think they could stack another piece of inventory because they're so prepped for everything oh yeah they were Um,
0: bulking up for the fishing show they had over a hundred thousand packages jason all i kept thinking was jason would just be drooling right now walking down these aisles (laughs) i remember when jason and i worked at dicks together we would just like walk down the fishing aisle and just stand there like shoulder to shoulder just staring at, <laughs> yeah. at lures i
1: want this i want this i want this i want this
0: <laughs> oh man it was like a kid in a candy store but yeah so yeah we are super excited to announce that that we will be at the fishing show here in uh, novi at the what was the suburban show place is that what it's called now rock financial rock Finan- yep. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is <laughs> we i think, should I think probably it's probably figure that out i but. think it's suburban it's changed it's changed yeah. names like three times either way we're gonna be at yeah. the fishing show in uh in novi we're there baby so we'll be there um, all four days. So um, maybe not all of us, depending on work schedules and stuff. Um, Dan and I will likely be there a majority of the time, but Jason will be there. Bob and Jimmy will be there. Um, who knows? We might have the wives there. Yeah, that will be cool. Some stuff for us. So cool. it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm pumped.
1: Definitely. And uh the guys and guys and gals from Fishing Complete Inc they are going to be uh with us on an upcoming episode uh I think yep. next week too so we'll have uh we'll have that episode air with them prior to the fishing show so you guys can all uh listen to them and kind of uh check out what they're all about yep. and uh will be cool. We're really really looking forward to that. Yep. So
0: yep, it's going to be uh it's going to be good good stuff. We got lots of uh really cool guests over the next month of of episodes. we do so, we um, do I don't really want to name drop too many yet, but we're so we're going to leave that kind of hush-hush for a a little bit. It's a secret. Not really. A lot of people know, but, um, yeah, we'll keep it hush-hush. Yep. But I think we've got, like, four, like, pretty, if you're in Michigan, you're going to know, have a good chance you're going to know who these people are. Yep. Um, So super excited for that. Lots of good stuff to come. But, all right, ice fishing. Ice fishing. Let's get into it. Jason, this is your forte. Uh, Dan and I are going to gonna hang up now see ya so my only (laughs) comment um is i suck at ice fishing um
1: that's it all right no so here's the first question that i have for you (laughs) captain how how much ice is enough ice like what's what's the safe zone for ice fishermen like my sir for fishermen like myself who do not ice fish What's the safe the safe number to get out on the ice?
2: Well, rule number one, Daniel son, okay, is that no ice is safe ice. Boom. But, but <laughs> um, in my experience, I have I have fished on three inches of clear ice, but it was uncomfortable. Oh man! So I oh. like. Personally, I like the five to six inch range because if it fluctuates a little bit, I still feel safe. And with five to six inches, the auger cuts through it like butter so you don't get burned out. Yep. And yeah, so that's my that's my sort of walking in my mind. I like five to six inches to start walking because of the variability. And then from there, um, you know, there's different guidelines and things. But if I'm out there on a four wheeler, I want. Um, at least eight, but I feel a little better with about 12. And then in my time, I've only been on the ice once in a vehicle and it was up on Manuskang Bay in the Eastern UP. And if, if you know about Manuskang Bay, it's very shallow. So when there's no ice on the bay, it's three to four feet deep. Um, the water is three to four feet deep. And when we, when we were out there ice fishing, the ice was two feet thick. So I'm not saying that there wasn't a chance of there being a problem because there always is. But if there was a problem, we weren't going very far down. Um, And we certainly were not the first vehicle out there. There was essentially like an established road to drive out to where people were fishing. So um, but again, it's we we laugh about it. But yeah, rule number one is no ice is safe ice. However, that's my guidance in terms of thickness. Okay,
1: I I like
0: it. I like it. I I don't think there's enough ice for me to drive a vehicle on any lake. I say that, but like you said, Jason, Monaskong Bay, like you're looking at two feet of ice and four feet of water. Like that probably made me feel a whole lot different, you know? Um, but I, I see it like every year we go up to Black Lake for the Sturgeon, shivery, and you see these trucks, more people have trucks than probably anything else. And they like, they plow like roads across this lake. And I'm just like, no. No, I don't, I don't think my insurance would cover that for one, but (laughs) up there, you can get that as an actual policy on your insurance plan is like, if you fall through the ice crazy. Wow.
2: (laughs) I did not know that. Um, I've watched, uh, I've never been ice fishing over in Minnesota, but Minnesota is a big ice fishing culture. Um, you know, the other Midwest States, but anyway, in Minnesota and, and this is, this is, uh not unique to them. But yeah, some of those places, I mean, that is the transportation you, you pull up to the access points. There's, you know, little bait shops and stuff. And they literally hand you a map that is a road map of where you can drive out there. They, they plow it, they maintain it. And there's, yeah, there's feet of ice, which that's a different story, but yeah, it's a very, very different to someone that's, you know, growing up in southern michigan where we typically have ice every year but it's not uh it's not like you see highways of vehicles driving out there and yeah you get up north and and again northern michigan up that kind of stuff is a little bit more customary but yeah pretty crazy
0: and that's the thing like down here you don't see ice like that even in the coldest of winters like last year it was pretty cold and i took jackson out to to kent lake um which we'll tell Mm -hmm. that maybe we'll tell that story i don't know if we told that story but anyways um and there was like a good solid 12 inches of ice. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking,
2: like, man, I could probably drive my truck right out there.
0: But I still wouldn't.
2: <laughs> you know, you know. Here's a, here's a good piece of uh, guidance. No, you know, the best way to keep your truck from falling through the ice is to keep it on land. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's never going to go through the ice when it's parked in
2: the parking lot. That's true. So. That's true.
0: I may have to, um, you know, die uh, dragging a shanty across the lake. Yep. I'm known, yep. For, I'm known for doing that, but um, my truck won't go through.
1: Sounds. Uh, I, I have, like, too much anxiety. Yeah. I, I can never do it. Plus, I'm fat. So it's like that's another added layer, no pun intended. But, like, you know, it's just, I, no, not, yeah. not for me. Yeah.
2: Well, one thing that, that uh, can freak people out is while you're standing out there, and I've had this happen at the cabin on a nice day, cold, crisp. Um, you know, it's like 20 degrees, and the ice is making noise, right? Oh, that can God. that can make people nervous. Right? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's constantly making noise. But if it's making noise, that's yeah. good because it's, it's making it's growing. ice. It's making yeah. ice. It's expanding. Yeah. If it's melting, it's generally not going to be making noise. It's when it's expanding and, yeah. <clears throat> I'm usually pretty, like – Nervous when I first get out there, even when we go out to Black Lake and I know, like, I see trucks driving out there. I'm like, all right, until I get out here for a minute. Then once I'm out there for like 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, this is like, this is nothing. It's like walking on on pavement pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. So <clears throat> what about, so while we're on topic of safe ice, so heaters are obviously a, a must have if you want to yeah. stay on the ice it's not like fishing in the boat where you got the sunshine you can be out there in a t-shirt like you are wrapped up uh long johns bibs everything so i mean i've always had a heater in my shanty but like what's that do to the structure of the ice and the safety of the ice
2: sure so keep it simple um has some effect right in your shanty. You drop your heater on the ice, you light it, and the thing burns and it melts a little bit. But um, the amount of melting that occurs just from your heater is insignificant. Uh, and one way to actually combat that so that it pretty much doesn't melt at all is you can buy a little piece of foam and set your heater on there, and it acts as like a little piece of insulation. But um, you don't really have to worry about it. And the other thing is heat rises, so when you're in your shanty. And you got your heater turned on. Usually, um, the the top of your shanty is warmest because the heat is rising. And yeah. and people set up little fans and stuff to try and get it to circulate. But um, in all honesty, I've uh, I've built and you've probably seen people do it, Ryan, and, and possibly you've done it yourself. But built fires out there, like literally yeah. build a fire on the ice. Yeah. You know, And 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 we did this um, up in the UP when I was in school up there. We often were building fires out on the ice and. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it doesn't have any big, long-lasting effects. You you do melt a little bit of of ice at the top, but it's not like you're going right. to melt a huge hole in the I,
0: water. I I went up to to Onaway there, and we uh, we did that. We lit a fire right on the ice. I'm thinking like, how the fuck is that going to work? And like, sure <laughs> enough, like had fire going, and like it made a little bit of water <clears throat> on the top, but like it it never really went any farther than that. Like we just kept putting fire uh, logs on it. And I'm like, how is it not melting the ice? Like you're defying physics here. <laughs> you're yeah. to have people writing in like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's some of the gear we need? Um, so let's just kind of talk like, I guess uh, a prep side. I'm, it's not that I don't like ice fishing. I'm just not any good at it. So like, to me, it's always been more of like, a socializing thing. Like I'll go, if I got some buddies, I don't really go out there to like catch a limit to eat dinner. Like it's not it's just been for me. Cause I've never, I don't know if I've ever actually caught a fish jigging. It's always been tip ups, but a lot of times I go set up a bunch of tip ups and I sit in the shanty and just look out the window. Like, like I'm bobber fishing. That's pretty fishing. fun though. It is like sit back, drink a couple beers, uh, listen to some tunes. I don't even cut a hole. Like where my, my shanty is. I just, <laughs> I'll set up three tip ups for, per person and just, kind of sitting there and hang out. So but um Jason you're a resident expert so um but for for some reason like this year and maybe it's the podcast I'm more excited this year for ice fishing than I've ever been. Maybe just so we can get some content. Um it's definitely
2: to, because it is definitely because of the podcast.
0: 100% man. Like <laughs> otherwise like most years I'm like yeah, I'll go up for sturgeon fishing um just because my wife drags me up there and otherwise let this shit melt so I can get my boat out. Like that's where I'm at mentally, you know. But yeah. for some reason, like I'm I'm starting to get pretty amped up. I texted you, Jason, today or yesterday. Like I'm actually, uh, I've been looking at like buying a new shanty or buying yeah. a new auger because my I've got the like battery drop operated uh, auger and I'm like, yep, yep, kind of want a better one. i like, I might fish more, I might ice fish more if I had like some better gear. But yeah, so kind of what uh let's get into some of the gear. What do we need?
2: Yeah, so um we'll start just like real simple. Okay, so thinking of a person just getting into it, looking into having the bare minimum to go out and enjoy picking away at some panfish and stuff. It really can be fairly inexpensive to get started. Um so, you know, making a hole in the ice, you've got your auger and there's a variety of types. Uh, but again, when I, when I talked to earlier about safe ice with five or six inches, you know, just a hand auger, you can be efficient enough to, to cut through, cut through, blaze some holes and, and have a good time of it. Um, I would suggest to veteran ice anglers and novice ice anglers looking into the, uh, cordless drill kit, uh, conversion kits for augers. I mean, that's a pretty slick way of, of having a, a power auger without breaking the bank. And then there's also some other electric versions that run off of batteries that are more like specialized ice augers that are electric. So now you're not messing yeah. with fuel or propane or anything like that. But yeah. anyway,
0: fuck, fuck uh, a hand auger, man. That is like, it's okay if you have four inches of ice and you're drilling yeah. like a six inch hole, but you get yeah. into like every year we go for sturgeon fest and a couple years, like we've just either forgot our drill or whatever so we hand drill the holes we need to like saw open the hole dude yeah. we were smoked because it's like usually it's 12 to 15 inches of ice sometimes it's 18 up there yeah. by the time we're done with four holes like we are done we're all like it doesn't matter how cold it is our jackets are off we're out there sweating our ass off like yeah battery operated drill um it's that's money
2: right and i mean you know i I feel like a fair number of listeners are probably going to have a cordless drill. And so if you're interested in getting into ice fishing, you've already got the, the power to do it. So, um, And then, you know, the biggest thing with ice fishing is your, your rods and stuff. Everything is downsized. You know, everything is miniature, essentially. So um, a little rod and, and a couple of teardrops and your auger in a bucket. And on a nice day, on a nice day where it's sunny and no wind, and you're pretty much ready to go. Um, without, like I said, without a, a big investment. But one thing that I think people will laugh about that maybe aren't into ice fishing is, so you drill this hole and you have all of these ice shavings. And so a big thing in the ice fishing world is an ice scoop. Uh, <laughs> you have a variety of things that can be implements for scooping ice, but there are designated pieces of equipment that are ice scoops just to clear the ice and stuff out of your hole. So, um, I think, yeah, a variety I think when of we options. went up to your
0: cabin, I, I want to say we didn't have an ice scoop. And I happen to have like a fucking salad fork in my bucket <laughs> because last time I went fishing, like I didn't have one and I just grabbed it. Like, God, that's probably back when I was living with my parents. Like, I just grabbed it and it's literally just a spoon with holes in it. And that's what we use to scoop the ice out. Like, <laughs> hey, it works. Yeah. It's the you same. Concept. You you got to do.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. On on one hand, you think of oh, don't you know? Don't forget your ice scoop. And on the other hand, you know the companies that manufacture ice scoops are essentially overpricing a slotted spoon.
0: That's exactly what it is. It's a big ass spoon mm-hmm. with holes yep. in it. Yep. So, it's a ladle with holes so, in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: It's a ladle. with I holes I mean, in it, so. don't get me
0: wrong. It's it's a lot better when you have one of these because it's like one scoop and uh, like it's it's done, but.
1: Yeah. so jason as as a newer fisherman in general right and especially new to the ice fishing world um wh- how, how would i even become an ice like an ice fisherman like you know you have the the gear the rods like all that that set up like what what about like ways to dress like are you dressing like extra for extra cold weather because of the wind and everything but then again you have the heaters are you gonna get too warm like what's what what's your take on that?
2: Right. The uh, I think the key to this is kind of like when we talk about hunting. Um, the biggest thing is dressing in layers. And I think Ryan may have, Ryan and I may have shared the story in an earlier episode about uh, dragging the shanty through a foot of snow and about having a heart attack. Um, I can, think we were a little we, bit overdressed. We can tell. The, we can uh, tell it again. Dragging. So yeah, dressing in layers, always starting with some sort of base layer, um, and then adding on top of that, uh, there's, um, I would say it's gaining in popularity with different brands and different models, these ice fishing suits that have some flotation properties, and that's again, just sort of for that safety factor, it's something that you, essentially it's an insurance policy, you're just hoping that you never have to actually utilize it.
0: Which, before we go any further, so that is a, literally like a, a set of like fishing bibs, and they literally float. That's yeah. what they're designed to do. So if you do fall through the ice, the suit itself is designed to float. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not cheap, but yeah. yeah. I mean, none of it, nothing in fishing is cheap. It's a good safety layer. Oh yeah. But if you are concerned, um, yeah. I mean, that's a great
1: idea. Yeah. You can be a, I would uh, say, I, I feel like you can be, I would be say a, the, uh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: That's okay. I would say the, the ice fishing bibs, the you know the flotation in there that is um i'm going to categorize that as a little bit of a little bit advanced like you said ryan it's a little bit yeah. pricey you know if you're if you're getting into the sport <coughs> i i probably wouldn't say that's the first thing to buy but what i would say is the first thing to buy or the first thing to make are these ice picks and and i actually have a pair that i bought but you could make them like out of screwdrivers um Anyway, it's uh it's two plastic handles with like a one inch sharpened pick at the end and it's on um like a bungee cord. And uh and you, you throw that around like one arm and one shoulder, and that is just again, it's a cheap insurance policy so that if you go down because what happens when you fall in and and knock on wood, I've had one situation where I went up to my waist. And that was it.
0: Well, um, until, that, the, until the polar bear plunge later on this year. But yeah, go ahead. Well,
2: that's that's intentional. That's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, when you fall in, you know, what what's going to end up happening is you're not going to be able to have any sort of grip or anything to pull yourself out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where having these little ice picks or, like I said, a, a couple of screwdrivers tied together, um, it's going to just help you get out. Uh, and it's a relatively inexpensive piece of equipment that I think is very important to have, and hopefully you never use them.
0: But they're, they're pretty cheap um, if you buy like yeah, the actual designed ones that you're talking about. Yep. Like they're less than twenty bucks, I think.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I it, would say if you use you know, them one time place.
0: in your life, it's the best twenty dollars you ever spent.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, I I just we, got we got kind of talking.
0: Going back to, to clothing, though, Dan. Like yeah, the float the floating <coughs> bibs are definitely the high end. I I have a really nice set of fishing bibs, or not necessarily ice fishing bibs, but you could use them. I just use my Carhartt bibs. I just have just regular the insulated duck uh, Carhartt bibs that I use for ice fishing hmm. because they're heavy duty. They can they can hold up to kneeling on the ice. Like yeah, they're going to get a little bit wet, but. Um, I mean, the, the ice fishing bibs, like, they're the same concept. But to me, like, I stay a lot warmer with the Carhartt, and you can get those for, well, usually yeah. 100 bucks or so or less. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people right. already have them. If you already hunt or fish or just
1: do shit in the outdoors, you already have
0: yeah. a good set
1: of Carhartt bibs. So then yep. So then, yep. how would I choose where to where to set up? Like, you have the whole, you know, the whole frozen lake. Like, where where do you choose? Like, where, where do you go?
2: Stand Stand on shore and... Close your eyes and spin around in a circle five times and open your eyes and wherever your finger's point walk that way and okay. then drill a hole. Okay. I like that. <laughs> no, it's um so a couple of things. One is it's this is this is kind of where your if you have an opportunity to go and fish a lake in open water, here's where your reconnaissance that you gathered during open water helps out. Um you know, now everyone it seems like can uh, can download an app on their phone and essentially have a, a GPS you know, handheld GPS at their fingertips and use that to mark waypoints and things when you're out there fishing open water. Um, and there's other apps I think you have, is it Navionics on your phone, Ryan? And, and yeah. a lot of the inland lakes and stuff in Michigan have, you know, a, a contour map to give you ideas of different pieces of structure, weed beds and things. But um, just getting into it, Dan, yeah, it's, you know, you think of where have you gone fishing in open water with your boat? And what have you learned from those areas? The the edge of weed lines and stuff like that is what you use in your arsenal of where to go set up.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, Navionics is the greatest, single greatest app I have on my phone. There's times where, like, I've got all the the mapping and shit on my my GPS on my my boat. There's there's times that Navionics is better, and it's it's a free app. You can get like a lot of shit with it from the free app but you can pay for a subscription too if you want but um yeah that's especially like when we go up surgeon spearing like we we try to figure out like where we're gonna set up and like i don't have a clue because i've not fished that lake enough so dan i'm pulling it up so you can see like on navionics that's the contour you get okay so you can see those pins is where we and i can lay those pins out that's where we've set up shanties in previous years that's cool i have each each one marked but it's just like your graph that's on your boat yeah but it just tracks you as you're walking so i can walk right to a certain like in this case i'm looking for like there's like a muck flat that's where i'm setting up for surge and spearing so like there's that it's like a huge flat there and that's where Hmm. i'm setting up okay but i can get right to that drop off because i'm using that like that's the single greatest tool when it comes to for i i use it for open water too like especially if like if i know i'm going fishing on a particular lake like when we were going to Thornapple, like the night before i'm like getting a candy store sitting there on my phone and i'm figuring out like all right reading the contour of Thornapple lake thinking all right where are we gonna hit mm-hmm. what, what what points are we gonna hit so
1: okay interesting
0: nerd <laughs> I, it's, I, that, it's that like easy it. to do like honestly like you don't have to be any an advanced fisherman to download a free app and just take a look at the lake you're going to fish that day or, yep. or or the next day and just get an idea of what what the lake looks like but if you're talking ice fishing you want to figure out where to set up it's it's no different now if you don't have something to to get your shanty on the other side of the lake you gotta you're pretty much fishing in front of the, the boat yeah. launch. yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is one thing yeah that's one thing that the ice does is it obviously it provides access to a lot of people that don't Necessarily have a boat, right? But at the same time, depending on how big the lake is, you know, pick a huge lake like some of the large lakes up north, Black Lake, and that. Yeah. Well, you're you're sort of limited to how far you're willing to mm-hmm. walk from the access point. Yeah. So. Hmm.
1: Yep. But interesting. I like it. <clears throat> so. Um, let's get back
0: into augers. Sorry, I had a brain fart. <clears throat> yeah. So. We talked about the battery ones. So we've got propane augers. You've got actual natural or not natural, but regular gas augers. And then you got the battery ones, which are kind of hitting the market by storm because, oh, yeah. you know, especially the heavy duty ones. Not necessarily talking about the conversion kits that, like I have for, I just have it for an 18 volt Ryobi drill. It works, but when you get into 12 plus inches of ice, it struggles i'm not gonna lie especially if you my yeah. auger is a seven inch auger the bigger the auger the harder it is but some of these augers are like 60 volt um uh like i think a strike master makes a 60 volt like a 10 yeah. inch auger and i've watched videos of this thing and it's just ripping <clears throat> ripping through the ice it's amazing what a battery operated thing can do um i'm a huge fan of them the battery ones are, are not necessarily cheap but neither are the gas ones. If you buy like a heavy duty gas or propane one, I mean you're looking at 400 bucks. Where yeah, I, I'm I I really like my Ryobi. Um, I just upgraded my batteries, so hopefully that uh, that <clears throat> plays a better part. But um, I mean I've used it for years. Just a conversion kit. It's just it just fits right into my normal drill. It goes on the auger, and I mean if you're cutting anything 12 inches or less, I mean I've I've gone. I'll take a couple batteries, but a single battery I can cut. 15 holes probably and one battery nice so that yeah, and that's thing, the key uh, i think is if you can get the hole easy you're more liable because there's nothing worse than you go you drill a bunch of holes you get set up fish for 30 minutes you're not seeing any fish and you just got smoked by cutting these holes by hand the last thing you want to do is pack everything up move your shanty cut some more holes but if it's as easy as just grabbing this battery thing going zip, 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 like you're you're able to move around. That's the one thing I think I hate about ice fishing the most is you lose the mobility. And I'm the type of fisherman where I am moving all of the time. You know, I am yeah, sure busting.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's uh I mean the, the two opposite ends of the spectrum are number one, or I'm sorry, one side is mobile, efficient, go, right? blast holes fish for five minutes and move 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 because exactly when you're working the shoreline you cast at a stump and then you move to the next one and the yep. next one and the next one and yep. so like you said it's hard to sit there and not catch anything and the other one is to pull the old deer stand mindset and say oh well i'll just sit here and wait em out." exactly right? i'm in a good area and i'll just sit here forever yeah and eventually bound some to th- swim by e- at e- some exactly. point exactly
0: <laughs> that's the mindset i have and then i sit there for four hours and i haven't caught a freaking fish
2: yeah exactly um one thing i wanted to throw in there about the augers. so like you said the the different types of augers they all have their positives and negatives i really think so i have the the 18 volt cordless dewalt um hooked up to cut for a, a small auger and, and that's what i use primarily at the cabin for like panfish fish and, and small pike and stuff and then like if i'm gonna go um do some walleye fishing which granted it's not like walleye are that big to where i need a huge auger but how big with is the hope your, of getting how a big m- is your auger oh the little one that i have is a five inch uh the the brand is mora and the little five inch yeah one i know with uh, that's the, a yeah
0: is that strike master though the mora
2: um is mora is, the, i don't know if mora is under strike master
0: um but you don't have any issues with that with your you with your ryobi
2: um, oh no your, so I drill dewalt yeah DeWalt. I throw that that little five inch auger with the eighteen volt dewalt through you know ten or twelve inch device that thing can go all day with no issues um and one thing that I would suggest is if you take a little lunch box like a little uh igloo cooler and you can put um a hand warmer in there and then when you're not using your auger take the battery off and put it in that cooler and it keeps it warm and you can get you can like extend the life of it in the in over the course of a day by keeping it warm in there.
0: Now oh, that's a terrible tip right there.
2: How would I never how
0: would I never think of that?
2: Fucking genius. Hey, it's because I never told you.
0: Genius. To 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 terrible tip by Jason. That's going to be a our new segment. Yeah. This is your terrible tip of the week. <laughs> terrible tip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there's there's that, and then like you said, Ryan, it's um, you know when you take the step up to uh, Strike Master has a an electric auger. Ion is another popular one that I know of. I'm Dude, I every- think those might
0: everybody's got them now. Like I just looked up, um, Ryobi makes like a forty volt um, oh, ice okay. auger that goes with like their forty volt weed whip, their forty volt lawnmower. Oh. Like, so if you have all this other stuff. You can there get you just the auger without the battery, because you probably already have the yeah. batteries. Yeah. You can get just the just the ice auger itself for like less than three hundred bucks. So I think
2: what I would say that the the biggest positives from the 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 battery version are um the weight. You know, when you when you are dragging your your sled out there with stuff, so the battery versions are gonna weigh less than the gas or propane. Way less. Um and then and then uh You know, the propane ones, not necessarily. I've never used a propane one, but gas ones for sure. So, you know, comparing gas to battery, I would, I think that the cost of the battery is worth it because of the fact that there's no maintenance. You don't have fuel that's decomposing and causing issues. You don't have carburetors that are finicky. You don't have this or that. I mean, you got to stay consistent, charge your battery, and you're good to go.
0: Now, the gas I can see has a place, if you're fishing like, I don't know, um, What's that lake up in Canada, Simcoe? And you're like staying on the lake, you know, for like four days, and like you you don't have (laughs) somewhere to charge your batteries, right? Like,
2: sure, sure.
0: You know, it probably has a place, but for your normal fisherman that's just going out for the day, like, uh, I you can take a couple batteries out, you know, and you never have to worry about it. Exactly. I've had gas gas augers over the years. None of them I will, run anymore, not a single one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I will say that there is one thing that I like about a gas auger, but it is not um, – this is not an objective statement. This is subjective to bias. The one thing that is awesome about an old – I shouldn't even say old, but about a gas auger is, man, when that thing is popping off, ripping through ice in the morning – that that is like I get the same feeling as when you fire up the boat at the dock, right? Yeah. That that little bit of nostalgia. However, the problem is it probably didn't start on the first pull, and so you're pissed off and you wish you had the battery.
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. Yep. But I mean, you get like a ten-inch gas auger, and that thing can rip through a hole in through eighteen inches of ice in seconds. And yeah. the battery one, like, there's no way a battery one's gonna going to cut as fast as a gas one is they just right. there's no way so there's <clears throat> there's pros and cons i think to both i'm with you jason though the battery is the way to go they're, they're so. honestly the same price if not cheaper to get a battery one compared to some gas ones um, yeah. for a decent branded one but um i yeah i like i like the battery ones for sure and i think that's that's gonna be my next ice fishing purchase is going to be a decent auger because i think that um or maybe just a better drill to to use the the kit that i have because the, the auger i have yeah. is seven inches that's that's yeah. pretty big bigger than i need right. honestly It's not like i'm pulling big ass muskie through the water or through yeah. the ice or something yeah exactly like, exactly so you really don't need anything bigger than like a, a five or a six inch and the bigger the hole the harder it is to cut so I, that might be why yeah. i've had some issues with um the, my my 18 volt but yeah, that, it's so easy. That's uh mm-hmm. that's 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 my cup of tea for sure. Um. So Shannies, let's get into Shannies. Um, real quick, there's so much to cover in ice fishing. There's no way we're going to cover it all today.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this is just I like a, we'll, a tip of the iceberg. We'll we, like we, we, we'll, we'll,
0: we we've got two months worth of ice fishing talk because there's nothing else <laughs> yeah. going on.
2: Um, well, okay. So there's the thing though. <laughs> like I think. I honestly think that's why I have taken an interest in ice fishing is because it was like you fish open water and then fall rolls around and typically shift more over to hunting. And then it's like, all right, well, hunting season's done and I've got, you know, a few months before I get back to open water. So how do I scratch that itch? And it comes down to ice fishing.
0: I got to be honest, like after I shot my buck, I was, you know, I kind of lost all my motivation for hunting. (laughs)
2: <laughs> for, for the year,
0: you know, like, um, and a little bit, like I was super, I was amped up for, for deer season, like gun season, just because like, that's what it is, right? Opening day. But then like, when we got back, I've hunted a couple of times, uh, Bob and I went out a couple of times. I honestly, it was just like, eh, I'm out here just kind of hoping he shoots one. Just yeah. so I, like, I, I, I kept hoping, like, I hope he shoots one just so I can just get the hell out of the tree. I'm cold.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, and now I'm like, I'm full fishing mode honestly like everything in, in my mind i've already like i pulled out tackle boxes i've started looking at lures again like it's still yeah. december and i'm i'm already in full fishing mode so yeah i'm pretty much done with the deer deer hunting if any if anybody's a, <laughs> a, a late dose hunter more more power to you but i think uh <clears throat> for me it's uh it's fishing time so i think that's why i want to get into the ice fishing a little more this year because we can't yeah. really fish until what end of March, beginning of April, before we can get the boats out. Before we hit start right. hitting hit the river, so right. we might as well uh, get into some hard water fishing. So, so shanties. let's get into shanties. So you got really two styles. You've got the flip over yep. style, which is like basically a big plastic sled with yeah. um, the it just like a tent just folds over. That's the kind yep. of I, I've got, <clears throat> which are. Uh, really nice. And then we have the hub style. What, um, do you, what, what do you use primarily?
2: Well, of course I can't have a simple answer. So I have to say I have both. Um, so we, we have both, we have a flip over style and, and the hub. Um, and like we just went through with the augers, there's positives and negatives. Uh, and, and honestly, if you told me I had to pick one, Wow, I'd really have a tough time figuring right? out which it would be. Because I, I
0: think it depends on the application more than anything.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Because the, the I think if the, you're
2: if you're trying to stay if you're trying to stay protected and mobile, I think you go with the flip over style because uh, it's it is as simple as you just described. Yep. Um, you have your sled with your stuff in it. You get to your spot, pop your holes, flip it over, you're fishing. Right. Very minimal. Yep. Um, The hub style, the hub style, it it does, I mean, it sets up easy, but if it's windy, you got to anchor the thing down. So there's, you know, added.
0: And when is it not windy on the ice in Michigan in January and February, right? It's, it's generally always going to be, it's always going to be pretty windy. I'm confident we lost Jason.
1: That's why we are the terrible outdoorsman. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect time for a commercial break. Oh, man, he hung up. And we're back. Hey,
0: there you go. Oh, Dan just said, "Nikki, cut the cord. <laughs> Wrap it up." <laughs> oh,
1: man. Um, so I
2: think uh I think we were we were talking about shanties <laughs> and I had said that um I think the the flip over style helps a person be mobile because it is very quick to set up and break down. It's not that the hub takes that long, but the hub does have the the possibility of blowing around, so you may have to anchor it down. And and like you said, Ryan, it's a little bit based on the application so if uh if we're if we're up at the cabin and we're going to go out in front of the cabin we're going to set up shop and pretty much plant our flag and set some tip ups and have a few drinks and chill out i'm going to set the hub up i'm going to lay everything out you know get a big huge hotel going yep um but if you if you say you know i'm going to uh either drag or or pull up behind an atv or something uh uh a flip over style and it's like, I'm going to blast holes and I'm going to flip it over fish and move, flip it over fish and move. I think that the, the, the flip over style can be at times a little bit more yeah. um, convenient for that type of fishing.
0: But yeah, the hubs, the hubs are really nice. We had, that's what we use for uh, spearing. Obviously we need, we need the room yeah. for, for all of us. But um I mean, they are super easy to set up. It just, there's times where like, you know, Brian and I we're, we're driving up North, like getting ready for sturgeon spearing, and like he's watching the weather, and he's like, I don't know, man. It's saying twenty mile per hour winds. He's like, this yeah. might be like a fucking kite. Like we might go flying across yeah. the lake <laughs> to set this thing up. And there's times where like it has taken everything we had. Like I'm holding one end. Denise is holding the other end. He's got his 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 drill um to screw in the anchors because yep. generally yep. you've got depending on the size, like four to like six anchors that you. It's basically a screw that you screw into the ice. Mm-hmm. So you gotta do all this at once. Like it, it's a pain in the ass, but the flipovers are generally going to be smaller. Like it's like a, a one yeah. or two person shanty at best.
2: Yep, exactly. So exactly. if you've got
0: a situation where you've got a bunch of guys, um, like we went up uh, ice fishing a couple of years ago, me, Brian, and a bunch of guys to a cabin up in um, Lewiston area. And we had, I think we had like six guys and we all set up in the same shanty and we had tons, we had yeah. that's a huge shanty, but like yeah. it was super cool. All of us sat around, we had a heater going, we all like drilled a hole. We were pretty much crossing lines the whole time, but we were just <laughs> sitting there, they were smoking cigars, we were drinking beers, shooting the shit. We had, we had tip-ups out the window. Like to me, that was a great time. I could have yeah. given a shit if I caught anything and I don't believe I caught anything that, that weekend, but like, that's a good time. <laughs> That's just a more yep. relaxed environment. Like we pretty much set up the shanty for the day, and that's where we stayed.
2: Because yeah, we, exactly. Because
0: we, we brought a grill out on the ice. We barbecued some, uh, like, brats and hamburgers. And, dude, it was a great time. But if you're going for that, like you said, mobile, where you need to, all right, we're not catching shit, flip it. Literally, it's as simple as flip it over, grab it, and let's go. And, yeah. and start walking. Um, because generally, unless you're staying there – you don't really need to anchor down the weight of you of you sitting on your seat that's built into the shanty, that's going to hold your shanty down. So you don't need yeah, to. I'm glad you it.
2: described that. I'm although, glad you although there's, described there's that been
0: times where it's so windy, we're like, I'm sitting there. I think me and Brian were up in Houghton Lake one time. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, like the fucking shanty is like moving on us. We're like, <laughs> Jesus! Like it was it was some rough winds, and that's where we got out. and We actually packed snow around like the sides of the mm-hmm. the shanty to to kind of block it in. But I think that's, like you said, um, the application, it's, if you're going for mobile, you want to be able to move around the flip over for sure. If you're going and you're setting up shop, um, the hub. So I've got a flip Mm -hmm. over right now. Um, Brian has a a hub style one that we use for the spearing, but I think I want to get like a small, like three person hub. um, Because this year, I'm going to, I'm getting the stabbing cabin going. That's my number one goal, and when by, what I mean by stabbing cabin, Jay, Dan's looking at me like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about?" I don't even <laughs> want to know. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, a pike spearing shack. Yeah. So when Denise got into sturgeon spearing, the first year we went up there, um, we just they were already booked solid for when we rented through our infamous uh, guy that D- Jason and I love,
2: who will remain unnamed. It will
0: remain unnamed till one time I'm too drunk and I say it um he was book solid so we went up there like the weekend after and he set us up with some pike spearing freaking blast uh denise speared a pike that may or may not have been uh too small but <laughs> yikes that's <laughs> it's really hard to determine the size like we all thought it's like 30 inches and it yeah was not but um it was
2: 24 and a half
0: yeah 100 mm-hmm. it was yeah just barely legal um but like it was a freaking blast um and one of the guys that Denise um, kind of got tight with was Keith Stanton. If you've ever heard of him, he runs PikeSpearing dot com. I actually just posted uh, or re or shared one of his posts yesterday. Um, he sells decoys, spears, um, uh, the Pike Killer lure. He'll be at the fishing show. Well, he always is. I guess I'm assuming he'll be at the fishing show. Um, and he's got videos that he sells of him spearing like just monsters, forty nice. plus inch pike um that's all this dude does <laughs> and uh it just looks badass nice i would rather do that like because you cut like a good sized hole like a two foot by three foot hole and you get a decoy and you wait for a pike to swim in you spear it. i'd rather do that than sit there with a jig just being <laughs> out like I, I could give a shit about that yeah so that's yeah. that's my goal this year is to get the stabbing cabin going but i can't really do that with uh with the flip over shanty. i mean i guess i could it's just it's you know you can only Again, only two people. It's not real big. So I'd rather get a hub, like a thermal hub, too. The thermal hubs, when you're spearing, like, you need that shanty to be pretty dark because you need Mm -hmm. to be able to see down in the hole, especially if you're fishing during the day. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a thermal one that's, like, lined to block out a lot of the the light, like my shanty, it's not thermal. So much light comes in. Like, you don't even need a light in there during the day because so much light creeps in through all the little holes that's where the thermal ones are big so what what did you call it again a stabbing chest? a stabbing cabin <laughs> <laughs> uh, get your uh, mind man. out of the gutter we man. need it
1: we need it nice and dark and everything <laughs> <need> like that <laughs> we need it nice good. and dark
0: in God. the stabbing cabin <laughs> oh.
1: anyways
0: yeah so uh give him a follow com. we are definitely not partner with him i would love to but um key stan he's a he's an awesome dude We've hung out with him at the, the beer tent up there, the sturgeon spearing. We've uh, uh, He actually went up there for a few years, uh, spearing sturgeon. He actually set up the one year um, right next to our shanty, the year that my wife um, missed a sturgeon. He was maybe 30 feet away mm-hmm. from us, 30, well, no. maybe 30 yards lot. away from us. He was right there. That's cool. And he's actually – he was on – at that time, Jenny Olson from Mission Outdoors was filming him for an episode, and Denise had just texted him saying – that she had missed one and he literally said it on film it's it's on the broadcast on the show like oh yeah my friend just texted me that she just missed one she's right next to us
1: oh no that was wow. the, that was denise wow
0: and she called her out on, on the episode so. that's
1: denise's claim to fame huh yeah other cool. than so, being a part of the terrible outdoorsman <laughs> she so. is she is a terrible outdoorsman
0: we're going to get into that we're going to do an episode just about the uh the, st- the sturgeon spearing jason you got nice. you better leave that day that weekend open the beer tent is back on for the sturgeon chivalry freaking blast so nice jason clear your schedule yes sir yes sir yes sir well i think that's enough for uh for one episode though like i said we we are just scratching the surface when it comes to ice fishing there's so much more to get into and just gear and then you got tactics and we're gonna save that for another episode because we're already it's
2: because uh, we're it's because we're obsessed with so many different things that we have these ideas of oh we'll have a uh an episode on ice fishing and then we start to brainstorm (laughs) what we can talk about and go hmm that's kind of a lot so
0: our first couple episodes i remember like we put together like a google doc like a a shared doc of like everything we were going to talk about the first episode and it was like three pages three it, was, it was like three <laughs> pages because we're like oh, we don't know how how long it's going to take us right yeah i think after three hours we were through like two bullet points <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> yeah oh man we've got to we've yeah. got to adjust this it took us probably four or five episodes before we really realized like yeah about two bullet points is about an hour for us like, yeah you know and i think we're from <laughs> with our
1: listeners that have been with us since the very beginning I think they can agree that the, uh, you know, the timing in which the, uh, the discussions are had are much better. I think the whole structure is, is, is good. So,
0: <laughs> well, we said it in the first episode, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, that's right. We still don't we know. Still, what, we still know what we're, we're doing. We still don't. But obviously we're doing something right because a lot of people are listening. Yeah. um, And we thank you all for that. We do. Definitely. Um, And it gets, it gets crazier and crazier as the weeks go. And I post an episode and after one day, the amount of listens we have just blows my damn mind. Mm So um, keep rocking it out, people. Keep sharing these posts. So Um, Jason, what do you, what do you got for some final comments? Save, uh, I guess, like I said, save, save your ice fishing talk because we're going to do another one and and talk about the rest.
1: (laughs) Part two.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think that I need to. Speaking of maintenance and gas and things, I think I need to um, goof around with the uh, snowblower tomorrow in preparation for what could be a little bit of a situation yep. that we have coming across Michigan here in the next couple of days. And um, if generator. everything goes, yeah, yeah, if everything goes how I think it should go, then the snowblower won't start. Uh, because the fuel has been sitting in it and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'll try to put some fresh and it won't start um I won't be able to take it into the shop to get it worked on because it's going to snow the next day so I'll be stuck uh shoveling multiple times in one day
0: Yeah Sounds about right The big brown doesn't get stuck
2: Um no no not at all
0: Yeah you can get that thing through a foot of snow Sweet brown Sweet, Brown, Sweet and, Brown and Big Brown. Sweet Brown getting down? He's got a monster truck, basically. Oh, boy. Not really. It's a 2500 with some monster tires. <laughs> <laughs> you hillbilly. <laughs> not really monster tires, but they got some grippies on them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Very cool. Um, Dan? Um, remember, kids, what happens on the Terrible Outdoorsman stays on the Terrible Outdoorsman.
0: He's even got to have that slow, like James Earl sound. That's to it.
1: it. That's it.
0: James Earl or uh, what was it? James Earl Jones or uh, 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 Marvin Gaye, one of them.
1: Probably Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Let's get it on. Hey.
0: Weird. What about you, man? Yeah. That's it, man. Christmas is coming up. So Merry Christmas to you too. You as well, sir. Thanks Thank for you. joining. Um I don't know what I, if I'm doing anything for Christmas because if the storm hits like they're saying, I am sitting in my jammies,
1: batting down uh, the hatches. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna fill up the wood pile with some some, some split wood. And I'm gonna have a nice fire in my fireplace, and I'm not getting my ass off my couch. I think that's my that's my plan for for Christmas Day. So
1: hey, I don't blame you.
0: If if this well if this storm does what it's supposed to do, I do have to work Christmas Eve because. Lord knows it's gonna be busy. People are gonna be buying shit. So,
1: well, your work is about a mile from my house. So if you can't make it home, you got to spit. You got a spot to stay. So I,
0: I got a Ford. I'll get home. That's true.
1: That's true. Four wheel drive. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Trying to be nice. You know. <laughs> See what kind of treatment I get here, people. Yeah. Yeah. You guy's are a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Freaking jerk. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. We'll we'll finish up ice fishing on uh, an upcoming episode. Um, I'm not really sure when maybe the next one will be um will be on next week um i'm not sure if bob will be on we'll see if he's back in time um and we've got a bunch of well next week we'll have uh, fishing ink, and then we get into a lot of our guests on, in january so we're gonna have to figure out a time to get in fit in another uh yeah. ice fishing episode so. and
1: we have the fishing show people don't forget about the yep. fishing show
0: the fishing show so we um we'll get all that posted once we know exactly where this booth is going to be they haven't finished the map layout but once we get that we'll get that posted so everybody knows where we're at um again going to be super exciting come Um, stop by say hi so we are going to bring us a beer so we're going to actually do an episode um in the booth thursday before we get rolling um we may potentially try to do Um, Some stuff like during the show, um, we got to see what the sound quality is going to be like with all the noise. Um, We do have some new equipment that we're going to mess around with and see if that helps with us. But we are going to try to do that. So we might have some like short segments we're going to piece together for uh, during the show. But we're definitely going to do one before everything gets rolling once we get the booth set up on Thursday. Um, But yeah, so look forward to that. Um, Make sure you're um, liking all those posts on the uh the seven days of giveaways so we're going to run that through saturday so each day is a different one so each day like that post comment whatever dan's instructions are um share it um that's kind of the the whole idea around around this is get the name out there get the the podcast out there. you guys have done a great job so far so keep it up um other than that i got nothing boys Um, i'm looking forward to uh to christmas and a couple days off work and yeah that's it yeah awesome All right. Anything else, boys? That's it for me. All right. I got nothing. Jason's got nothing. (laughs) All right. As always, get outdoors and don't be terrible.